0: Welcome to the All People's Church Podcast. We believe in loving God, strengthening families, and developing leaders. We are so excited for you to hear this life-changing message recorded live at one of our worship experiences. Remember to share and subscribe to this podcast and enjoy the message. And each year, uh, you know, I, I, I have a, you know, a New Year's resolution to exercise more. So last year I bought a bicycle, and, uh, you know, I, I, I love this bicycle because it has a little button on it, an electric assist bicycle, so I can pedal when I want to, and then when I need some speed, I hit the button, whoosh. So last year I'm, uh, I'm 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 riding this bicycle and a guy comes up beside me at a stoplight who's a who who is a great cyclist I could tell he had the whole outfit you know that skin tight uh, suit it's too 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 tight by the way the helmet and five thousand dollar bicycle and and he's at the stoplight and I'm at the stoplight and I said you know what. I'm going to show this guy up and this fat guy's going to beat him off the mark and they're going to beat him down the road. So I start pedaling and I hit my button, whew, leave the guy in my dust and he then starts pedaling and, and about 30 seconds later, he comes by me at twice my speed. 30 seconds later, I can't even see him because he's been working out. Today my message to you is from God, not from McVitie. My message from you is from God, and my message is work in and work out. Because God wants you to be a better Christian. Yes, you're a blood-bought saint of Jesus Christ, amen? God has made you a new creature in Christ. God wants you to be better this year. And in order to be better, we must have to work out. So I want you to turn your attention to Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, 12 and 13. And I'll read it for you. Therefore, my dear friends... As you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, for it is God who works in you, amen? I like that part. And in order to fulfill his good purpose. So I mixed that up a bit, so I'm going to do it again. Therefore my dear friends as you have always obeyed not only in any in, in my presence but now much more in my absence continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you to will and in Act and in, and to act in order according to to fulfill his good purpose so let's examine first this work in amen because i like that part because i always like god to do his part And God has done his part with me and with you. We are all blood-bought saints of Jesus Christ. Amen? Come on, you need to help me a bit here this morning. We are all new creatures in Christ Jesus. He has made us anew. He has given us a born-again experience where we have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we have been made a new creature with a new spirit and a new heart. And we need to rejoice in God working in us. And yes, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a the old things passed away, behold, all behold, new things have come. Now, the old things have passed away. But I'm a new creature, but I still have this old fat body. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus, and I have the old mind. But what God has given to me is a new disposition, a new heart, a new spirit. In fact, he's taken my old spirit and renewed it and made me something brand new. That is what God has done working in you. He's made you this new creature. He's given you this new spirit. But the problem is is that we have this old body. And I would like my my young body back again. You know, our prime minister was very mean to me last week. He sent me a letter saying that I'm old. And that this year I'll get my old age security benefit. Now, I like the money, don't get me rug. But uh, I would like my young body. I'd like my young body when I was back in my hockey playing days. When I had that uh, uh, that six pack of ab, ab stomach, where you could wash your clothes on my stomach. Now my body has the whole washing machine. <laughs> Did I get a new body when I was born again? No. God makes us a new creature. What it means is that we no longer have a gravitational pull towards sin. We now want to do good. We wanted to follow God. We want to be obedient. But we've got this old mind, we've got our old habits, we've got this old body. We have a new disposition. And the difference between uh, uh, your disposition and, and when you sin from your heart is different than when you sin from your flesh. You know, I played hockey for about 30 years, and, and you know, Tony talked about the devil trying to kill me. Well, hockey players try to kill me too. They put a stick through my mouth here. You think I have a big mouth now? You should have seen me then. They broke my nose three times. They cut my nose off with a skate, and they spelled their initials on my chin through scars. The devil is after us. And in many greater ways than that, and I've, I've been to the death door seven times. And, and Tony mentioned about my son, uh, a, a year ago Christmas, uh, the devil tried to kill him, sent a drunk driver going 100 miles an hour the wrong way on the U.S. interstate, hit him head on. The engine out of that other car went 300 feet. But God was with Ryan. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Come on, give the Lord praise. Because my son walked away from that accident without a scratch on him. And the, 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 the police said, how is this possible? It's only possible in God. Because he's done a work in us. He's made us a new creature. A new creation with a new spirit and a new heart. So we no longer want to do sin, but we still sin. Is anyone perfect here? You are all perfect in the sight of God. The blood of Christ has washed away all your sins, even the sins of this morning. You know, uh, the sin of when you couldn't get a parking spot and you thought bad of somebody. Uh, I mean, just the smallest, tiniest sin. But you know, whenever we disobey God, we don't like it, we don't want it, because we're born again. We have a new disposition. And in the world, you know, you have murder that is done in the first degree. It's premeditated, it's from the heart, and somebody gets a sentence for life. And then, you have murder that's done in manslaughter in the second degree where where somebody didn't mean to, but something happened. That person just gets two or three years. Why? Because there's a difference between what comes from your heart and what comes from your flesh. And the sin of the flesh is something that we still wrestle with, but the sin of the disposition is gone because God has made us a new creature, a new creation. He's, born, he's given us a new life. I love the preaching of Evie Hill. Man who's born once shall die twice. Man who's born twice will die once. Why? Because when you're born again, your flesh will die eventually, but your spirit never will, and you'll live eternally with God come on give the Lord praise for the eternity that he's given you for the new life in Christ he's given you but this year I want you to be a better Christian so I want to use a nasty term it's time to work out no amens come on over this side do we have an amen ah I don't like this term, workout. We have you know, these 44 workout machines at Canada Christian College. It's the best gym in the country. They're designed to work every, every muscle in your body. I just the, view them as torture chambers. I'm not going anywhere near those things. Years ago, I bought a treadmill. I put my dog on it. I have, a, I have an exercise bicycle in my office. It just sits there. I don't like to work out. <sighs> but God wants you to work out. He wants you to work out, yes, to improve our health. I find that at my age, if, if I sit too long, rigor mortis sets in. And I can't stand up, and my legs don't work, and I, you know I got—I just got to keep moving a, a bit. Jennifer says, "What are you doing? I'm walking around the house. What do you think I'm doing?" We need to work out physically, but more importantly, we need to work out spiritually. Come on, come on. Come on give the Lord praise. Do you want to be a better Christian? Because. You know, I I, I like to golf, and I'll call myself a golfer, but I don't work out at golfing. I golf like five times a year. I've been golfing for 50 years. I've gotten worse every year. (laughs) And Dr. Tony can attest to this. Last time I golfed with him, I brought three dozen balls. He said, that's all? (laughs) This man's a good golfer. I'm not a good golfer, why? Because I don't work out. So this year I said I want to ski more. I like to ski, I have, I have superior gravitational pull so I can go very, very fast. Now stopping's another thing. And next weekend we're going to go to Lake Placid again. Last year when I was here, I talked about the Lake Placid, and it's the tallest mountain east of the Rockies, five thousand feet high. And I took my my uh, new uh, son in law up there and pushed him down the hill. (laughs) He's from North Carolina. Doesn't know how to ski. He now knows how to ski. <laughs> He's, you know, I, I want to work out more skiing so I can be a better skier. I want to work out more in skating. Yeah, I haven't skated for a few years, so I tried last year. Wow, I used to be a great skater. I can't skate anymore. I'm looking down, saying, What happened? If you don't work out, you don't become better. If you don't work out as a believer and a Christian in obeying God, you don't become better. And here we have this, this passage that is so powerful in, in Philippians chapter two. Now, let me, let me paint the picture a little bit for you because this is the most powerful chapter in all the Bible. Why? Because it lays out the purpose of Jesus Christ. Jesus, who in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, made himself of no reputation. He humbled himself. He came to this earth and was obedient all the way to the cross. This is the purpose of God. This is the purpose of Christ to save us from our sins. It's his will that none shall perish. So he sent his son to die on the cross. And he was perfect, and therefore every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is the first 11 chapters, I'm sorry, first 11 verses of this chapter. And now it's your turn. In verse number, verses number 12 and 13, where, where God tells us to, to work out our salvation in fear and trembling, so that we can fulfill his good purpose. How many want to be a better Christian and fulfill his good purpose this year? Come on, on, Will, that's like 10% of you. (laughs) But how can we do this? How can we be better? Well, we have to work out. We have to work it out in fear and trembling. And how do we work it out? Well, we need to work out by being more obedient to Christ. To have your spirit now teach your flesh, no, no, no. Or yes, yes, yes. And, and make no mistake that, that, that even the greatest of the greats, they sin. None of us are perfect. How many of you sin this morning? Don't put your hand up. <sighs> All of us sin. Were you perfect this morning in everything that you did and think? No. I wish I was. You want to be. But we have this old flesh and this old mind. So we need to work out every single day. We need to do everything in our power to be obedient. And, and, and Peter, Peter was chosen by Jesus himself and, and you, know the, you know that Peter, Jesus asked him a question and said, who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus responded and said, Upon this rock I will build my church. Come on, help me. And the gates of hell will not prevail. This is Peter, the great Peter. And then at the time of Jesus being arrested, what happens? He turns into a coward. And he, he denies Christ three times. And remember, he is a follower of Christ, so he immediately, oh, why did I do this? He was immediately in anguish. And then Jesus goes to the cross and dies. And then he rises again, and, 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 and Peter meets him in the upper room. The third time Jesus showed himself to the disciples, Peter was up in the Sea of Galilee fishing. And Peter sees him on the shores of the sea and, and, and they go, go closer to him and they have breakfast. Jesus cooked them breakfast. Yeah. Ackee and codfish. Jesus. You know, fish, I like fish, but I don't like fish for breakfast. But Jesus likes fish for breakfast. You like fish for breakfast. Oh, my. Wow, maybe we'll have fish for lunch and go to Red Lobster. Ah. Here's Jesus cooking them breakfast. And Jesus says to Peter, do you love me? Then he says it again, do you love me? Jesus is saying to you, do you love him? Come on, do you love him? I got a few yeses. Do you love Jesus Christ? Come on, do you love Jesus? Then shout his name, Jesus. Jesus. So Peter says to him, Jesus, you know I love you. And Jesus responds to him and says, "Feed my sheep." You know, uh, some call this an a restoration, a redemption. But she, but Peter was already a follower of Christ. He had a moment of weakness. Now, it was a big weakness. I mean, uh, you know, to deny Christ is is massive. It's horrific. But it wasn't born out of his spirit, it is born out of his flesh. And each of us have, we struggle with these things every single day, and we have to make decisions on how to obey God. And we, we grieve when we disobey him. And, and, and here we have Peter. The great Peter who is then instantly commanded by God to not go and say three Hail Marys and away you go, but to go and do God's work, to feed my sheep. God didn't put him through some process. He said, no, go and feed my sheep. Why? Because that's what this passage is talking about in Philippians. To do the Lord's work according to his will. And today we are here this morning praising God because we want to do his will. We want to work out our faith. We want to work out our salvation being a new creature. And I want to give you a few steps on how to do this. The first step is to conquer the sin of the flesh in your mind. Well, it's easier said than done because Jesus said that if you look upon a woman with lust, you've already committed adultery. Well, what is he teaching us? Is he trying to just condemn all men at all time? No, he is teaching us to defeat sin at the mind level. Come on. This is one of the most important things you are going to be taught. That is that you need to work out your salvation with fear and trembling because If you don't, then you're not a better Christian. You have to work out your salvation by defeating sin at the thought level. And the moment it comes in, say, get thee behind me, Satan. I'm trying to defeat another type of workout, and that is eating. You know, some people work out Jumping up and down, one more, two more, three more. I work out with a fork, one more, two more, three more, and and I need to defeat this. So so, you know, I, I'm trying to eat vegetables and meat and and get away, stay away from the carbs. I, I have no word for carbs. It's called garbage, and I don't want to eat garbage. But then Jennifer, you know. I learned from Adam, you blame everything on the wife. <laughs> so Jennifer then orders like, like a, 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 a freshly baked chocolate chip cookie with ice cream and caramel sauce on it. <sighs> so in my mind, sometimes in my mouth, I say to the, to the ice cream, get thee behind me, Satan. Because if I eat it, you might as well just paste it on. You don't even have to process it. But we need to get sin out of our thoughts. Get the chocolate chip cookie out of my thought. Oh, no. I got to get it out of there. We defeat sin at the thought level. And if you defeat it at the thought level, then it won't enter into your eyes. This works one way and the other way, forward and backwards. When you defeat sin at the thought level, you won't bring it into your eyes. And then I'll say to Jennifer, get that out of my eyesight. Get sin out of your eyesight. Get it off of your computer. Come on. Stay away from people that are bringing sin into your eyes. Because if you think about it and you look at it, it'll eventually enter into your mouth. And scripture tells us that our mouth is full of sin. Scripture tells us that our mouth is desperately wicked. And we need to, in fact, James chapter one, verse 14 and 15 tells us, each one is tempted when, by his own evil desire, he is dragged away and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, this is the thought of sin, let's read on, it gives birth to sin and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Ah! You know, uh, my daughter's gonna be here uh, at the next ser- service, and she is 26 years old. And when, when, when Jennifer was pregnant, I became sympathetically pregnant. People ask me if I have twins. My wife gave birth, I never did. And, and uh, we know that when you think of something, it then that is a moment of conception of sin, and then it grows in your belly. Whoops, and then eventually is birthed into reality because sin goes from your eyes, from your mind to your eyes to your mouth and then eventually to your hand and then it becomes a habit. But how many of you want to conquer sin? You want to conquer sin. Now, the the wages of sin is death, and that's been conquered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Don't get me wrong, but we want to be better Christians, and so we have to defeat sin at the conception level. We have to defeat it at the eyesight level and then not talk about sin. Do do not glorify sin. Matthew 5, verse 28. It says, But I say to you, Whoever looks upon a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Ecclesiastes says, let not your mouth lead you into sin. If we work out this year, today, if we work out today, then we're going to be better Christians we'll be stronger Christians we're going to defeat sin even when you're going down the 401 call it a highway but there's not not much speed on that when you get cut off defeat the sin of thinking bad things about the person and then you won't smash into them and have road rage We need to defeat all sin. No matter how big or how small, it's all conceived. If you exercise these principles of defeating it from your mind, your eyes, your mouth, and your hand, then you're going to have victory. Now, what does victory look like? how are you a better Christian? How am I a better Christian this year? Well, victory in my weight loss problem is that I'll stand on the scale and not have to pray. (laughs) Because every morning I get on the scale and I say, oh God, help me. (laughs) That's a bigger number than I wanted. But when we are born again, When we are a new creature in Christ Jesus, we then have the power to say get thee behind me Satan with the power then to do God's will and get this his purpose according to Philippians chapter 2 Christ was in his purpose but you were also in his purpose Christ was obedient of his flesh all the way to the death you need and I need to be obedient all the way to defeating sin at the mind level So I want to challenge you to work out. I want to challenge you to stand against the wiles of the devil in your life and in this country. And I want you to stand. Could we have the uh, worshipers back up and and, uh, can we close this service this morning? Because I want to commit to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. I'm already saved. But let it work out in my life and in my flesh and in my bones and in my mind. I want to ask you to do the same thing. Now, working out always requires you to stand. I've never seen successful workouts sitting down. Amen, Tony? I want to ask you to stand. You're standing before the living God. And you're saying, thank you, God, for working in me. Thank you for the blood of Christ that has made me a new creation. Thank you for my new birth. Thank you for the new creature that I am. But Father, I ask that you lead us how to work out. How to exercise the faith. Father, we stand before you committed to you. And Father, we ask that you lead us in our workout regimen every day so that we do not let a single day pass without working out our salvation with fear and trembling because part of your purpose Father Father you've chosen each member that is here today and Father I ask that we obey your son Jesus Christ for Father when Peter showed that he loved Christ Christ didn't condemn him he didn't attack him Neither does he condemn us. Neither does he attack us. He says just one thing to us, Father, and that is to feed my sheep. Father, as we stand here before you, we promise to feed your sheep. Father, we promise to feed them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, we promise to take these invitations and and, and invite people to your house here. Father, may we invite the waiter this afternoon when we eat. May we invite the people at the bus stop, people at work. May we we call our, our unsaved family members and say, come on out to church with me next week father may we exercise the great gift that you have for us that we are ambassadors of jesus christ father we ask that you work out our salvation and father we'll give you all the praise and all the glory in jesus name come on give the lord praise